Welcome to Liberty Monks Podcast. James Mundy here with Brother Mike Mundy. How you feeling tonight, Brother Mike? You know me, always in great spirits, brother. Yeah, man, good. The weather's nice, good spirits. Uh, things are still crazy as hell, but hey, you know, um, that's just the way it goes and we got to keep pushing. But uh, I'm also doing pretty good because we've got Dr. Tal Braun in the house tonight, yes, sir. which is cool because we haven't talked to him in a bit. And um, we always have a great conversation. I know he's got a bunch of cool stuff to share with us. All cool stuff. I don't. I, I say that in jest, but he's got a bunch of stuff to share with us. Some of it's not so cool, but um, I think he's going to have some good insight into into some, some important things that all of us need to sit and ponder and or take action on, which is which is indeed what we need right now. Um, before bringing him in, though, I uh, want to remind everybody to go to libertymonks.com. Um, libertymonks.com forward slash shop if you want to find our apparel we greatly appreciate the people that have bought our stuff and um, you know it's really cool when we see people wearing it so um, we get good feedback from it and everything we're always looking for more though if you guys want to see other things or you don't like it tell us tell us what your thoughts are so we can modify and keep things going and and get good stuff out to you but uh, we love seeing people wear our stuff whenever you wear this hat what do you always hear I hear that it's good. I hear that's a cool that's hat. The coolest hat I've ever seen. Right. So uh, we do hear that a lot, which is which is really really cool. And so um, we love that feedback. Also, we want to remind everybody this episode is brought to you by Graith Care. If you go to www.graithcare.com, G R A I T H C A R E dot com, um, Graith Care is a medical patient advocacy uh, firm and. If you're looking to take control over your health, um, having an advocate is really important, especially in, in, in today's day and age in Western medicine. And again, I'm not knocking all of it, but it's very, very drug centric. Um, drugs are the solution to everything. And sometimes you just got to get to the root cause of what's causing you to be sick, right? So Graith Care is doing a really good job of bringing transparency, um, breaking down barriers between the patients and caregivers so that you know you can really find out what is making you sick and Again, sometimes it's not medication that you need. It might be something else. So be sure to use the code Liberty Monks, though, when you go to graithcare.com, because if you do, you get a 10% discount on medical patient advocacy hours. And so we encourage you to go to graithcare.com if you're feeling rough and you want to find out what's making you sick. So, um, hey, man, now to the main event, Tal Braun, Dr. Tal Braun is with us today. And um, for those of you who don't know Dr. Braun, he is U.S. counter- Terrorism and Emergency Management SME. Dr. Braun advises and trains educational institutions, healthcare facilities, corporations, and both state and federal government organizations in violence prevention strategies and crisis response. Welcome back to Liberty Monks, Doctor. Thank you. you. I got I got to update that bio because I have been solely involved in pandemic response, which I think is a form of violence prevention. You know, some yeah. of the things that people don't associate with violence prevention is whenever you have a crisis. Um, it can be uh, a human-made crisis, can be a natural disaster. There are stages of a crisis uh, on a big scale. And one of the things is neighbor turning against neighbor. You see, you see uh, a, a stage where neighbor helps neighbor. Uh, then there's a stage where neighbor gets suspicious of neighbor. There's a stage where neighbor turns on neighbor. You know, we, it brings out crisis can bring out the best of humanity and often brings out the worst. And going into this, I think a lot of people were like, why, what is, how, how does this pandemic work uh, relate to your violence prevention? And are you still even doing that? And the answer was a lot of my conferences got canceled, but it was for good. It helped me a lot because um, as much as I got canceled along the way 
for my stance on the pandemic and um, and answering questions or that this was a that this wasn't a natural virus um, from very early on. It would have been worse if I was expected to be on a stage um, and sort of like one of the last um, conferences I did are the alert folks out of Texas. They are the country's national standard for active uh, attacker response. They train law enforcement predominantly and, uh, and now emergency management. And I'm a trainer for them. And I've been a keynote speaker, I think at least twice, maybe even three times at their big conference. Mm-hmm. And um, the last one I did was really weird for me because I was feeling an urgency to talk a lot about the pandemic, the bioweapon, the bioweapon vaccine that was coming up. But I didn't feel fully, um, sort of fully entitled uh, to go down the rabbit holes that I'd already discovered, um, knowing that that wasn't the kind of material that they knew to expect from me. And also they rely on funds from DOJ and then university stuff, and they got to toe the line. And so I didn't want to cause problems for them either. They're great folk out of, uh, you know, Alert is an amazing organization. They're data-driven as far as active attacker goes, so no fluff. They'll tell people, hey, a good guy with a gun is always going to, you know, they don't hold back mm-hmm. even to the public. They'll say, you know, all of these things get um, have a better outcome if somebody's armed, unlike many of the other sort of gun violence organizations they totally don't rely on on real world data they rely on unicorn data um unicorn poop you know (laughs) scoop it up and make it make it make it seem like it's science um but anyway short version of that is that um the last conference that i did for them was sort of the last conference i did in the space of, of of the work that you just described and i was talking a lot about sort of how to get through this bad time that we were going into these dark times and how important it was to to hold on to being human and i often ask myself if it was the right message because part of being human is self-defense part of being human is being non-tolerant part of being human is righteous indignation uh part of being human is being completely honest at all times and so i don't know that i I think maybe the message was a little bit too much like, all right, it's time for you to be kind. It's time for you to be accepting. It's kind to you to be loving. When maybe three years later, I'm looking at it now and going, I don't know, man. Sometimes when the snake's biting you and you've given the snake an opportunity to get away, it's time to cut the snake's head off. You know, there's yeah. times, you know, there's times where you can, you, 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 um, you just have to, you have to lose your tolerance for something a lot quicker. So anyway, my bio needs an update because I think the, the predominant work that I'm right that I'm doing right now is how do you survive bio warfare? Well, and you know, it's it's a topic that you know we've talked about at length, right? We've talked about this bio warfare with not only just you, but also many other people, many other physicians, um, people that are in the front line of this fight. And you know, it's it's not common knowledge to most people. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that I think still have this. They're, whether they're sleepwalking or whatever, they're still, they still believe that this was some natural virus that came from bat soup or something. And they don't realize that this was all signs point towards this was intended to hurt not only people in America, but people all over the world and intended to hurt them very, very bad. And um, I guess from where you stand now, I mean, is it, is it becoming more well known that this was indeed bioterrorism? Um, and if, and if so, you know, 
where 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 do you think it stemmed from? Who do you think actually did the dirty deed of releasing this? Well, that's the hard part for me because um, you know I, I also as as somebody who wants to be blunt and truthful at all mm -hmm. times, sometimes the truth is really really uncomfortable. And so this is a DOD project. I mean, the entire thing, um, including the vaccine, which is deadly. Um, the, the the you, I think time will tell. I think mm -hmm. that that there is a that there was some form of uh, of military or CIA um, um, operation. I think it spiraled out of control. It may have been a direct hit that 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 the U.S. was doing against China, uh, and it and it and it spiraled out of control. And I think that gave them an excuse to bring in a countermeasure. I think they were going to say something like, "Well, I think China understands that we've just hit them. We've just hit China with with uh, with um, potentially even research. Some research I'm currently looking at, which I can say I like to use words like I'm looking at rather than I'm certain. Mm -hmm. um, something that came to my attention recently is that 2019 and 2020 we had a particularly bad strain." Of um of flu of influenza of H of H one N one that was circulating, and there's a guy that brought my attention to it, and it's even possible that that H one N one was either Spanish flu or something very close to it, and may have even been a synthetic version. Right, they were playing with H one N one. They always play with H one N one, and they may have re revived Spanish flu. Now, Spanish flu is really interesting because that flu is unlike other influenzas and, and, you know, sort of pneumonias that people know. It's once that came to my attention that this could have actually started with, um, with a influenza type, um, either re uh, real, um, what people would call a virus or a synthetic version of it. Um, it, then I went back to my own symptoms in 2019 and there is, um, a protein that's, that's a, he a hemoglutinin, which basically means blood glue. And, when I got whatever was floating around in 2019 that I then started describing as what I thought was COVID in 2019, when I went back to it after re-looking at it with this information, I, I thought to the, the, the time that I'd gone to my doctor's office while my symptoms were the highest, couldn't breathe, couldn't catch my breath. Um, my, my brain was gone. Like there was, a, there was what would people describe now as brain fog. But the thing that stuck out the most to me that I'd never seen my body done uh, uh, ever done before because I've donated blood and obviously like most people have had lab tests done. Um, it wouldn't come out of my body. They, they stuck the needle into my, into my vein and literally the blood was coming out like jello. And Whoa. if you, and if you think about it, that's exactly, if you wanted to describe blood glue that your, your glue, your blood is stuck together. H1N1 Spanish flu would, that's what Spanish flu was. It was it was a really really weird influenza that mostly is about blood blood coagulation. So it's to answer your question in the shortest way. The more information I get, the harder it gets to discern mm -hmm. actually what what we currently know is certain. I think that there's been so many red herrings. Uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology for me is one of the biggest red herrings. I don't believe that this came out of that lab at all. Um, I think that that it just so happened that they they if there was a CIA involvement, they particularly would want to to hit an area near the lab so that that that's what the storyline could start off with. Oh, right. this came from China messing with stuff. This came from our labs. It just becomes this huge distraction because the real project here is the countermeasure, the real destruction that's been done worldwide. 
um, has been the vaccine. And the craziest thing I can say about the vaccine in terms of if people are describing this as a bioweapon, um, I don't think I could find a room full of professional people in, in emergency management and law enforcement that could listen to me talk about the vaccine being a tranquilizer and actually at this stage being taken seriously. Like I can explain the biology of it, but I think most people would go like, man, that's so far-fetched. What are you talking about that this was never a countermeasure for an actual virus, that this was a, that this was a way of tranquilizing the, the general public? Because the more I understand how the vaccine works and the more you look at people um, around and, and it's not just the, va the vaccinated, this thing is now ubiquitous. Shedding is real. Um, we've all been subdued in some way. I mean, I've just never seen a populace that's having their country taken from them in such insidious ways without any reaction from all of us. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like um, watching a train wreck in slow-mo, you know, and, 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 and you, and you, you dazed and confused because this is so horrific. The thing you're seeing that you're like, shit, did that just happen? Our brains, it's almost like all of our brains have been slowed down and that there's this distorted sense, sense of time and reality. And all of these massive changes are, are taking place, you know, like digital exchanges and, you know, um, uh, what is it, what's it called? Uh, CB, um, I have to get my acronym straight CBDC? Down. Yeah, CBDC. The, the digital you know, currencies, yeah. Our currencies, banks just going under. Uh, um, the latest thing I saw today is, is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough tweeted, you know, they're now using a trans... Uh, a, tr a trans person to um, recruit for the Navy. Um, I mean, the changes that are just taking place in front of us and, and our reactions to it are just so delayed that it's almost like we're all stoned. You know what? I could not, I, I was just talking about that earlier today um, on the phone where I was talking about just, I, I don't understand why people aren't more upset. Like we have this amnesia in this country and, and, all these things happen and then people get upset at first or some people do some people don't but then all of a sudden it's like nothing happened and everyone's just back to oh right, well i'm just doing my thing maybe could it could it be a combination of things it's it's a war on multiple fronts it's multiple locations it's multiple methods you know people describe this as fifth generation warfare which yeah. is i think you know uh bob malone robin malone throws that out a lot i think it's more simple than that i think that this is a complex coordinated attack i think that's the language i'm more comfortable with it's a form of terrorism you hit multiple places at multiple times you confuse people it's very it's a slow process it, it takes it took decades to lead up to this all of the woke bullshit that was going on all the stuff all the stuff the anti-law enforcement se uh, sentiment all of the trans uh, you know transgender idealism uh, extremism that's taking mm -hmm. place there's so many things right now um, I call it the triple D factor where it's distract, divide and destroy. And, 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 that, and it doesn't it just like any other attack. You don't have to have that um, in that order. Right. You can you can destroy first and then you can distract the first responders that are trying to um, that are trying to um, uh, you know, work the problem. You can use um, you can you can divide. Uh, and conquer so that you in just like any other terrorist attack, you can send people to the wrong location. So right. I, I'm just thinking about it in very simple terms, um, trying to see sort of daily, you know, what is the terrain look like? What, what's, what's coming up for us next? Um, a big thing on my mind right now is, is, is just how 
part of this division was, you know, separating out and giving this false illusion to people that um, that the, the the unvaccinated are somehow safe from this. But shedding is a real thing. And, and I get into this on mostly on Twitter spaces and in Twitter, uh, you know, a lot where people go like, well, you know, shedding might be real for some vaccines that that use a live virus or an attenuated virus, but not for this, because that's not what it is. But you would have more shedding from computer code. You would have more shedding from it would be like malware, where basically they're putting a piece, a sequence, a, a sequence of genes uh, I mean, a, a sequence of uh, of amino acids with all the all the methods that they've built this thing allow this to basically procreate. It's a form of replication. You, you you're yeah. cre- you're taking proteins and then you're instructing those proteins and you're giving them the ability um, to make more of themselves. And it's so weird for me because I'm not a I'm not a biologist um, uh, and I'm not a virologist. But the, the, when you construct this, when, when you look at science, the science that they're putting out, and when you look at it from a purely biochemical point of view, it becomes pretty easy. It's like, let's say you had two parts. You had, you had a concrete mix and you had water and you were, and you were putting them in a bucket and you're stirring. At, at some point when you leave it, you can expect it to harden, and especially yeah. if, you've seen that, if you've seen that happen before. So as I unpack this thing and I look at it more as a weapon – I'm like, oh, that, that's why they've got this thing in there called an SV40 promoter or a cell-penetrating peptide. That's the same as sperm. That, those, a cell-penetrating peptide is just protein that can drill a hole through cell membrane. And, you know, the human body has to be able to do that because the sperm has to drill a hole through over to be able to procreate. Like, each piece of it is not that complicated, and especially if you've had no background in it. If you if you're looking at what they're trying to do, and you and you dissect it, and you stop using their fancy terms, you're like you know another way could be uh, to look at it from a non-biological point of view. You could be like, oh, this is like all the cliched movies of somebody uh, robbing the bank. They're in the bank <laughs> now. They're drilling a hole, you know, through the right. vault, and and they're gonna pick the lock that way, and then they're gonna be able to get to the cash, right? And so. There's many ways to describe this, but what really concerns me is that the methods that they've used and, 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 and the, the bomb that they put into people in terms of the vaccine, it affects all of us. I mean, I'm going to be talking to, um, uh, to Silk from Diamond and Silk later tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, her, her sister died. And, um, and part of what, what concerns me the most sort of as flashback memories from childhood for me being in South Africa is – even people like us that are on these podcasts, we're we're we pose a huge risk to the establishment. So when yeah. when in South Africa when this was going on, people were getting assassinated. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, um, you know, in 10, 20 years from now, when people look at this time, that they look at people then in the conservative movement and the religious movement and the anti-narrative movement. And I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't some form of truth and reconciliation. Um, you know, commission, committee, like they did in South Africa, people like come forward and they're like, yeah, I assassinated this person. This is how we did it. Right. You know, I, it just wouldn't, you know, as shocking as that is, we, I have my head on a swivel stick. I mean, it's, we living in, we living, if people want to use terms like, oh, we're in a war and we're at war with this. And we talk about like, you know, we're going into this three years ago. Trump was using w- words like we're in a trade war. 
with China. So mm-hmm. once you're throwing around war, you've got to think that it's not only going to be kinetic, it's going to be biological, it's going to be financial, it's going to be propaganda. You have to think about assassinations. War is war. Anyway, I'm going on a rant here and I well, love hearing from you. No, <laughs> no, what you said is very interesting because they've used the word war so much. We've been, we've been just, we've just been just overrun with that word. You know, in my lifetime, you could look, I mean, starting I mean, again, I, I was born in the seventies, but um too young to remember anything from Vietnam or anything like that. But, um, but, you know, you, you, you could look at, you know, desert storm and then, the terror war, you know, uh, W going into Iraq, and it's never stopped. It's always been a war against terrorism. Never mind the fact that you could look at the 9-11 stuff and anybody who has any type of skepticism or, or even you know, ability to look into that realizes that that was not on the up and up. That was not just because planes flew into those buildings. I mean, all the documentaries and the great work people have done to, to decode that and discern that it's clear that there was something else going on there again, who did it and whatever that's, that's to be, who knows, but um, that's speculation because you don't have the proof, but clearly the planes didn't bring those buildings down on their own. So we've been just, it's been such an onslaught of that word that I almost think, man, maybe people just, they hear it and they're just like, yeah, war, but (laughs) it's a big deal. Like, and in this in this war, to your point, is more of a silent one. We're not who you don't we don't know who the enemy is. I mean, it's really hard to discern who actually the enemy is. And then you have people that are just going along with the establishment because they're either just indoctrinated or they're just it's easier or they're sheep. I don't know. Use any word you want, I guess. But but that is the to me a huge concern too because it's what we're up against is something I'm not sure we've ever seen before. We haven't. And I think that the part of it is that so war always provides cover for predators. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of agendas that go on at the same time. Right. So like while we are distracted by this um, predatory war using a bioweapon, it doesn't mean to say that the AI folk aren't getting all kinds of stuff just, you know, moving at, at, at dangerous levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and one of the things that, that um, I think that Musk talks about and other people talk about, and I'm certainly concerned about it, is how intertwined it all is. So if you're going to move really fast and replace human beings with AI and with robots, it begs the question that the that leadership and, and economists would be looking at and saying, okay, so you're replacing all these people. They can't be consumers for too long. They're going to run out of money to consume and they're not there's no work for them anymore and so then you start having to get really dark because these people are not fools it means that there has to be a plan to off the people that are no longer working in the factories or no longer i mean if you have a look at what like like how these cycles work um before before we, we we hit record we were talking a little bit about you know detroit and 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 mm-hmm. places i mean I've, tra- I've traveled through the the iron belt and the cycles of this is that it's no coincidence that people lose these their work at big factories and then those people eventually um it's not sustainable and so you, you have a look at the destruction they don't come in there and machine gun you know the the the, the poverty the people in poverty how do they get them yeah. they get them with fentanyl you know, they get them by letting um, crime spiral out of control. So people are getting assassinated in the, in the street. They, 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 they basically stop looking after. They play the role of Cain instead of Abel. Or sterilize them with transgenderism. 
Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you, you know, I think the 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 people like us that do these shows that ask the questions that that are not shy to to speculate. I think a part of it is a weird comfort with knowing how dark life can get and to see the light, to truly contrast what light is, to truly contrast God, you have to know the other side. I mean, yeah. whatever people's names for it are, if somebody says Lucifer or Satan or darkness or lightness, all you're doing is contrasting that something can either feel really, really joyful or something can be awfully dreadful. And if you've, I think this is where law enforcement and military always have an advantage over civilians that have never really been on scene for something so catastrophic that it's life changing in terms of it's, it's, you can never look at life ever again in terms of, especially when it's, when it's human made, you know, when, when something is human made uh, um, and, and there's a, a massive tragedy, you know, and then you trace back the steps and you go like, how did somebody decide one day? Like they're going to devote their next two years of their life to to do this to other humans. You know, I've been watching this. There's, there's, you know, people call it woke flicks, but I've still got a subscription to Netflix because there's mm -hmm. some good stuff on there. And there's a couple of things I've been watching lately. One of which is I watched recently. I watched Chimp Empire, and I thought to myself, you know, something that that is also just flown by in these last three years in this time distortion that we're on is such little regard. You know, we are even further now in, in terms of just a little regard for nature and nature conservation and, and the species that we're supposed to be living with and eliminating the places that these, you know, that these animals live. And then when you watch a good do documentary like this one on chimps that are so human-like and you think to yourself like, man, why, how did we stray so far as predators to the planet? How did we become the virus? How did, yeah. we, how did we get to the point where we're not stewards of the earth? Look at these creatures that take care of each other. Look at the creatures that sit and hold the hand of a dying loved one. And they're frigging chimpanzees. Yeah. And we were told during this time that you couldn't hold the hand of a loved one because COVID and everyone went along with it. You know, I mean, you didn't, sure did, you didn't see anybody smashing down windows. You didn't see anyone going Denzel Washington, like on the hospital, you know, and, and, and getting their, their person out there. I mean, people were writing letters, people were going through the court system, trying to get people to use ivermectin. But you would think, you know, if it was these chimpanzees, they would have gone ape, you know, to use a good word. And they would bat at each other off with stones and sticks because yeah. you can't mess with their biology like that. But human beings have become so um, tamed and we're so domestic and we're so fearful and we're so beaten down that they can even tell you, hey, your dad's dying, your mom's dying, your grandmother's dying, but you can't visit. Or we'll be here. We'll hold up a friggin' phone as the as the alternative for you being there with your loved one. These friggin' chimpanzees, one one scene and, and spoiler alert over here is, you know, there's there's a scene where the 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 the, the chimp is dying and um and he and he goes off to be by himself. And then another chimp, you know, um, quietly leaves the you know, the troop and, uh, and goes to be with him, to hold his hand. Like, wow. I mean, like it, and then we had, we had doctors and nurses doing the opposite, making yeah, dances, sure TikTok videos. Well, while, while their people's loved ones were told that they can't go and see their, you know, 92 year old grandmother, uh, can't go and, you know, that person can't see the new baby that's on the way. Like, I mean, we have moved so so far away that we are already we are already transhuman. I, I hate to break it to people. We talk yeah. about transhumanism as this thing that's coming. 
we glued to our phone. I find myself doing this all the time. I'm walking, I'm walking the pups in the in the woods uh, near me, and um, have I got have I got my uh, um, you know my phone listening to some something or you know checking Twitter or instead of hearing the actual birds uh, tweeting or checking on uh, you know what you know am I am I am I walking alongside my dog or am I just letting them be the animals? And I'm being the transhuman person thinking that I can't live without my phone for an hour. You know, we're, we're already in the machine. Yeah. Um, and now what we're doing matrix style is we're trying to, you know, we're trying to escape from it. No, that's funny. you mentioned chimpanzees because if somebody tried to get between a chimpanzee and what they're trying to do with, let's say a loved one or whatever, they'd probably tear your arms off. But you didn't, to your point, you didn't see anybody putting up much of a fuss, did you? No, and when we're still they, not doing yeah. it. And I even blame yeah. myself. I mean, like, I, I, I'm, I, I, I want to admit something on your show that mm -hmm. that I think is worth talking about. So, I've been ducking and diving. I've got two products that I brought onto market. By the way, we didn't make a, we didn't make a, a, a code ahead of time. But if somebody wants to go to biochemscience.com, I will do a 10% discount on copperine. Um, and uh, to make sure that people get what they need. And part of it is that. I have to play a game with these two products because I can't make any claims on, on why I'd even want somebody to go and buy it. Right. You get called <laughs> grifter, right? It's like literally, it, it, it's like you're on a battlefield and, and you come up with a way of saving lives, AKA let's say a tourniquet, right? And you, and you say, Hey guys, you can save this person's life while they bleed out with this thing that I've made called the tourniquet. And then you have the opposing side going grifter, grifter, the guy's <laughs> grifting. Look at him. He's trying it's to not him. FDA approved, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, so my products, fortunately, are both food grade products. Mm -hmm. They don't need approval from the FDA. They supplements. They're, they completely, uh, they, they fit all, this, all the cliches of the things that the FDA doesn't like um, in terms of marketing terms, like all natural you know, <laughs> right. and gluten free and vegetarian <laughs> and all these things, right? Um, and it's purely food. And there's this great quote from, from uh, Edison who says, you know, the doctors of the future will be um, teaching people about food and the frame of the human body, which I think that I'm not a medical doctor, but I think the role that I've been playing during this biowarfare is I've, I'm the doctor from the future. We have become the doctors from the future. I'm reminding people that you can get through, you can get through this stuff uh with 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 um with food grade products i mean with all of their fanciness with all of their death tricks like remdesivir yeah um, you're better off knowing exactly what foods you use like there's an enzyme in um there's an enzyme that comes from kidney um uh called dao um and um and, and basically it's an enzyme that is a natural antihistamine so like Benadryl is really great against these variants um, because they create an allergic reaction in the body. But you don't want to be on Benadryl for, for long. And if certainly if you're still recovering from an illness and you need to be on an antihistamine for a while, you don't want something like an amine running through your system. It's going to eventually just you know, mess up the other amines, things like dopamine. You know, mm -hmm. or the thing, things tend to flock together. So for a non-biologist non out there, a non-scientist, when you hear something like an antihistamine, you've got to think about other things that you might know that you've heard of in terms of chemicals that also uh, end in the word amine. And then you can know that that thing is either going to disrupt, increase, or decrease the other amine. And so 
like when you put in an antihistamine in your body, you also run the risk um, of your body going, no, 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 you, you, there's too much antihistamine. And then your body starts releasing histamine. And so the more natural you can get and the more you use food, your body is much more tolerant and balancing itself um, using food than it is chemicals. Chemicals are toxins. Yeah. And yep. so I think with the point that I wanted to make, though, what I wanted to confess on, on your show, because you guys have this, this way of making me feel comfortable as brothers, um, is that I live in fear. I've lived in fear throughout this entire time. I have to watch my language at every single second. I have to remind people I'm not a medical doctor. You mm -hmm. know, if you cross the line, if you don't tell somebody you're a medical doctor, especially if you have a doctorate, somebody could arrive at my door here at the office and just get, you know, say, oh, we're serving you, you know, uh, you're being indicted for practicing medicine without a license. Um, the, the same thing, I have to fill out all this paperwork for, for, for product. I have to make sure that t, uh, you know, the, 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 the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted because you're in a war and you're, you're the opposing force of a war against humanity. And I live with fear. I live with fear in terms of word choice. I live with fear for my family. Um, I live with fear from the, not the, the, sometimes the fear is not even from what we what we can perceive as the enemy because we're dealing with inside a threat. So I also live in fear of of um, of, of the cancer culture that comes from within. Mm -hmm. You know, people like Dr. Brian Artis when when he got traction on the venom stuff um, that, that, uh, that, that finally, you know, he, um, he managed to, to sensationalize and get people talking about venom. Um, it was, it was interesting for me, the series of events that happened, whether it was related or not, I'll never know, but two officers were at my door the next morning. <laughs> really? Okay, on my, at, on my property. I came around the corner with the dogs and, and, and stood back and watched these guys literally walk up, walk past, have a look exactly where my door is. And then I approached them. I was like, you're looking for me? And they were like, no. <laughs> and to this day, I'll never know. I mean, it right. might have been a coincidence, might have been timing, um, might have been that they wanted to see if I actually am at the address that they, that they have for me on file. Who knows? But the kind of fear that you live with in this war, if you're going to be on the side of humanity, is that you, you're always, you're always um, curious um, you're always looking for something out of the ordinary or you're looking for timing and then you are being um, as cautious as possible. But like I could do a full, I could do a full show with you of talking about, you know, how important right now it is to, to know that you, antioxidants, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, antioxidants are going to preserve your life. This thing wears you down. The stress of this pandemic, it wears you down. Vitamin C is a great antioxidant when you're not when you're not fighting something. It's actually a very good preventative antioxidant. But you burn through um, uh, um, 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 vitamin C if you have any sort of infection. Um, you burn through it. Um, vitamin C is very fragile as soon as you create an acidic environment, which hmm. stress does. So there's better there's better uh, uh, antioxidants like glutathione. Um, resveratrol, which comes from red wine, which is clearly the reason that the red, red wine is so um, utilized within the Bible and, yeah. and you're associated with the, with the blood of Christ. It's filled with all kinds of goodness, including really, really good antioxidants. And then the other, the, the antioxidant I was talking about that's one of my products is a product called an, um, Anacardic that comes from the cashew shell. It's an incredible antioxidant. But these are things that people can do every day 
Yeah. While I'm on this tangent, uh, I want to also remind everybody, just like like I did pre-pandemic of talking about how important it is to know how to use a tourniquet. And I, I was fully endorsing and still do the Stop the Bleed campaign. If anybody can take a class to learn how to stop the bleed, uh, law enforcement runs them, public health runs them, emergency management. People can buy their own tourniquet online and practice um, and go and find videos on how to use a tourniquet to, to preserve life in an active attack type situation. But the big ones now for all of us um, is you have to know how to recognize uh, the signs of a stroke and you have to recognize mm -hmm. the signs um, of cardiac arrest or things like AFib. And those can be anything from increased fatigue to confusion. They're going to overlap, but you won't know except that you can assume that there's a medical emergency by watching out for something so out of the ordinary. Like you can be talking to a family member and suddenly they say something where you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. That didn't happen last year. And then if that persists for a little while, you can literally save a life by recognizing that that person may actually be having early signs of a heart attack or a stroke. And those are things that people can learn. Those are basic first aid, yeah. uh, literally, by not waiting too long. Um, and the same thing in terms of learning some of the anticoagulants that are, are really good. Alka-Seltzer tends to be really great. Uh, baby aspirin. I know there was a war against baby aspirin running currently. Coincidentally, the FDA wanted to right. you know, make sure people weren't taking aspirin while their blood was clotting you know, to drive up the death toll. They went after NAC is another one uh, yeah. that, that's, really, that's very useful. And then the last one I want to mention that, that I've just started taking regularly now is, so the, I'm known for my venom work, but um, I'm less known, and, and I'm talking a lot lately, about how the other protein that's on the spike protein um, that causes havoc on the body is known as a lectin, which are essentially plant venoms. And what lectins do is they, they coagulate blood. And the easiest way to defeat lectin is with something called pectin, and you can buy supplement version of pectin, um, or you can just get it from the from the rind of skin uh, from from fruit. Like you know, like when you peel an orange and mm -hmm. you throw away the the peel, mm -hmm. the lectin, um, the pectin that you need is in the white fleshy part just under the skin. So you can scrape that off. I mean, it's the stuff that you just you eat it. That's you that's the it. part I spend about a half hour scraping off to make sure I have the perfect orange. Yeah, exactly. I want to that's, keep the white. <laughs> that's the part you want. Gosh, you God want damn. that white part. You want that white part. That's that's where the great fiber is. That's where the that's where the pectin is. That's an anticoagulant. Uh, in terms of the fact that that you, we have lectins in our body, um, it's interesting how many things run parallel. Like everybody's really concerned about five G, and receiver towers and transmitter towers. Lectins are the receiver and transmitter towers in our body. So, you know, as you scale things up to the full version of something as big as 5G, you've got to, you've got to wonder to yourself, well, what's the nanoparticle version of this war that we're fighting? What would that look like? And that, that's um, ultimately lectins. Lectins are transmitters and receivers that live in the cells of our body and let us know, hey, a sugar molecule has just come by. Let's do this. Let's trigger insulin. They literally, uh, com they comp, they, 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 uh, they comp centers. Um, and we need them, but they can't overflourish. Otherwise, what's going to happen if your if your communication center, um, you know, you've got some new guy, let's say, on the board at the communication center? If some of the some of the work I was doing pre-pandemic is training up 
um, what's called uh, um, GSOCs and, and command centers. And you've got to help people with managing data points. But you've always got to have an experienced person who can look at the data and go, nope, that's okay. I let that one go. Oh, no, that's a problem. Let's alert somebody. But if you have a rookie on, on uh, you know, everything on the radar is going to be seen as a problem. And so that's yeah. what happens when lectin flourishes. You, you, just, you just basically have somebody on the radio reporting everything. Guy just walked by. Like, okay, so what? <laughs> you know, what about the guy? Oh, nothing. Just thought I'd tell you. You know, oh, there's uh, three guys, three guys on a bicycle, and, and three guys and one person's on a bicycle. So what? Oh, but they stopped outside the building. Okay, what did they do after that? Right, that's the rookie person that's that that's basically either watching a screen somewhere or watching a radar somewhere and reporting on stuff. And it takes a while for someone to go, "Oh, we've got a problem here." Yeah, it's the three guys and the one guy on the bicycle. They've 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 circled the building three times. <laughs> like, yeah, they start. There's a guy right now. He's he looks like he's 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 the watch guy, and the other guy is looking to see uh, if the if if the door is open. Right. Then that's that's something worthwhile getting on the radio from, right? And so it's the same thing with with uh, with with overflourishing lectins uh, um, in our body, and and the way you minimize that is you bind to the to them so that they're not underflourishing. And that white part, James, that you said you scrape off, is the stuff that you make uh, you make jams, um, you know, preserves um, <clears throat> to keep fruit uh, in its preserved form. That you basically are binding um, the anti the anti-venom stuff of, of plants, you, you, you basically, there's this balance um, that, that preserves the sugar. And that's essentially what the, what the, what, what the, what the human body is doing. Tal, you mentioned um, a bit ago, because you, you, you're talking about anticoagulants, and I obviously for very good reason. Um, you mentioned the shedding. You know, obviously the people that got the jab were seeing, you know, these fibrous, like in autopsies, you're seeing this fiber, you know, it's not, it doesn't look like a blood clot. It's like this white fibrous. Looks like almost like calamari. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, and to your point, you know, and I saw something on this, Mike, I don't know if you, if you saw this too, or if you could pull something up about this, but I thought I saw something about that in blood tests and, in, in, you know, path, you know, them sending blood to the lab and everything. They're finding a lot of this, you know, basically the jab shedding they're finding it in the unvaccinated people and i think you alluded to that that the unvaccinated yeah. are not safe um maybe perhaps i don't know if it's as bad as getting the jab itself but do, i mean is that is that something that you think is pretty critical for people to be doing right now is taking the antioxidants taking the anticoagulant you know anticoagulants um for fear of you know shedding actually causing some type of a problem in in the unvaccinated Absolutely. So, so here's where, you know, where I, I feel like some of my fear and, 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 um, and mitigation strategies have mm -hmm. been one bringing out my own products that I knew like, um, and people don't have to use mine. The, the alternative would be keep your copper and zinc levels where they need to be um, really important to, you know, to, to have copper and zinc and sulfur in the human body. It is, it is your, if you think about like acid rain, and, and what happened with, uh, you know, with the uh, train derailments and, and people worried yeah. about chemicals. So yeah. toxins in your body are going to cause acidity and that acidity is going to rust metals. And we filled with metals. You know, we don't think about it. We think about all the metals we may put in into our body in terms of like fillings and things like that. But our body is scaffolded with metals. Um, our connective tissue has metals in it. Our neuro, our neuro system needs metals for conductivity. And so when you have an acid, 
that acid is going to eat away at the, and it's going to cause rust. Essentially, part of part of our word choice even is like when somebody says like, um, you know, like a short circuit in the brain, or you know, when somebody's having a meltdown, or somebody is feeling, you know, oh shit, I don't remember that because I'm rusty on that. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's literally a, a problem. Most most problems in the human body, in terms of even you know, in terms of cancers, are driven by by high levels of acidity, and so. Um, the, 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 the thing about this is that once again, you can, you, you can do harm to yourself by being on stringent chemicals and other toxins to counter the toxins that you're scared of. And my advice would be rather learn about good nutrition and lot and, 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 and supplements, because I think like even in the best conditions, like you'd have to be really watching over all your food. You'd have to be eating organic. You'd have to know that the farm's turning over the soil. Mm-hmm. You'd have to know like even the way that the, at the moment, the safest, the only safe cattle um, or, um, or, or, or form of cattle in the nation is in my opinion is Ted Turner's bison. Everything else is tainted. Everything else in some way is at risk of contamination. They're already using MRNA vaccines wow. And so Ted Turner has the largest herd of, of land grazing bison that really? is probably the only protected um, um, actual um, meat that, that is that, that, that when all of this um, you know, gets even worse, I think it's, it's these people know their backup plan to take care of themselves and their elite crew and their, and their elite scum and the eugenicists. That, that's their backup plan. That's their form of preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when this pandemic first started, um, and we can replicate this on a smaller scale for us. Um, all the big Silicon Valley folk already had farms and places in New Zealand. They were the largest prepping community. Um, and what they were doing is you don't necessarily need a bunker for this war. You need good food and you need, and you need water that you can trust and you need, um, and you need your remedies and you need to be able to get hold of the supplements and the medications that you may need. I mean, all of a sudden Adderall, you know, fortunately <laughs> for me, a silver lining is Adderall, there was an Adderall shortage and I was like, well, I've been looking to try and get off Adderall for the longest time. Here it is. <laughs> I'm going to have to get off Adderall because you know what? There's a shortage and mm-hmm. I don't want to be reliant on this stuff anyway. That's when I started looking at nicotine as a, as an option um, does the same thing Adderall can do in a different mechanism. And then I thought, okay, well, nicotine's not that great either. Um, uh, it has all kinds of interactions with the body. Black pepper, is a far better solution long term. Um, there's a there's a compound in black pepper called piperine, and uh, you know once again I think I think my the point that I'm driving home over here is that it's going to be different for everybody. But the best quality food that someone can get their hands on, um, qu- um, quality versus quantity, is is the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's always this fine balance that I never want to assume that people can afford. Um, high quality food because maybe they can't um, and you just have to do the best that you can. <clears throat> and if you're not eating organic, you've got to counter, then you've got to be spending money knowing that what you are countering is some of the pesticides, um, antibiotics in other animals, they are all toxic. And you've got to know that you're layering on you. That, that, that that's crucial for people. Um, uh, me included that, you know, are, are eating some stuff that is certainly toxic and you want to be able to create a buffer against that with things like antioxidants. And, and like the big one I mentioned was copper, zinc, and sulfur plays a huge role. And, and the easiest way to visualize that is, 
if you if you ever go past a bronze statue or a gold statue or silver or something, you're going to see that that me- those metals are going to be preserved by it creating a patina. It's going to get a coating over it that we would say, oh, that has to be cleaned away. But the oxidative stress on the outside creates a coating that basically it eats from the outside in. And if there's a coating, then it's not going to get to the other metals. And it's the same thing. The body needs copper, zinc, and sulfur to be able to coat. And the other thing that it does is it uses fats. Um, and that's why things like omegas um, are, are, are crucial in terms of, you know, um, if, if there's any electricians um, listening to this, you know, of course, when you're looking at the, the health of wiring in any system, you're going to look at the insulation. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter that the cable is still good, but if the insulation, if the if the coating around it is being chewed up by rodents or cockroaches, you can have a house fire. It's the same thing yeah. with the human body. That coating is called myelin, and that's essentially packaged fat around around something that is conductive. And that if it's not there, you're going to have short circuits with other wiring. Boy, we went on a medical tangent today <laughs> <laughs> for good reason. But it's just so important that people yeah. know the stuff. And uh, I'd spend the money. Uh, you know, this is the time that people can go out and, and do a first aid course and learn CPR. And, you know, I, I, I made not that I made fun of it, but I just hated that that when when Damar Hamlin, uh, Hamlin um, you know, uh, had his incident, yeah. I, you know, I just knew that this was going to be the new, you know, like people weren't going to call for an end for the vaccines. What they were going to do, just like I'm doing now, is a call to learn CPR. But you have to do both. Yeah, you have to, you have to be both. And then the point that you were making, the two things that I want to say around these, um, around the weird clots uh, that these form, um, the. The strange thing about them is that essentially they're castings. And so what I believe is happening with them and why they're different and why they also progress rapidly after death is that they're not, they're not blood clots. What right. they are is it's almost like if you picture stem cells, stem cells have the ability to make things. They make organs, they make tissue. And so if you activate cells within these structures – to make more of themselves inside. It's sort of like, it's sort of like a, a coding. It's sort of like growing another organ or another, um, another um, um, vessel within that vessel. And, yeah. and, and, and they're being triggered to regrow themselves. And of course, at some point it's going to explode, which is why you get, you know, problems now. A lot of people are having their, um, their aorta splits. And part of it is that there's another aorta growing inside the aorta. Wow. Right. And um, and this the, some information that recently came out that's deeply concerning is that there is hardening of arteries taking place in very young folk. And I don't know if that's just the vaccinated or unvaccinated. My guess is it could be both. If this is going to trigger in your body and your body's going to fight back. You know, these are some of the awful things that that are going to be occurring. And it's a form of something that I was very ahead of the game on with with the science is that I realized that ultimately what this bioweapon is trying to do is it's trying to speed up aging. Like, and so whatever you were going to land up getting, you would just get earlier. And if you had the resources and capabilities to deal with it as an illness or as an infection or some form of cancer, it didn't matter whether you like it occurred at 30 or, or 70. If you have the resources in your body, your body will cope with it. 
Right. Your body will fight through it. It's the problem, no matter what age you are, if you're depleted of those resources or if there's some genetic risk to you, you're going to have it. You're going to have a hard time. And you can see this, especially with the vaccinated right now, that in some people, the vaccine causes a form of vaccine induced AIDS. And really what, what's happened to them is they've got a depleted immune system. They right. burned through vitamins like you know, things like vitamin A, D, E, K. And so when it comes down to it, now they've got a fungal infection. You know, they just walk past some mold somewhere or bad pollen season and they, they triggered. And now the body's got nothing, nothing to fight. These, it. Yeah, it's got, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like running out of munition, right? I mean, whether it's ammunition or munition, if you just don't have it, which is why you have artilleries. It's, it's why you have a, a what's it called? A, you know, where you, um, you uh, like the National Guard will just basically have surplus. Um, uh, for situations where you've got to you've got to draw on this reservoir. So my biggest point for us today is with all this craziness that's going on, <clears throat> best thing that we can do is just build up our reservoir so that we can see this drama through. Because it ain't yeah. going, it's not going away anytime fast. I mean, yeah. that's for sure. Well, brother, I know you got to run. I know we're up against our time. I, I've got like. <laughs> I've written down like 50 questions literally as we're talking right now. So I want to, I want to have you back on again because um, I, we've got more conversation to, to, to have. So if you're, if you're, if you're cool I'm with into that, it, you just, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd rather be back sooner than later. Yeah. And I got to say, that. if you're, if you're a person of the seventies, um, <laughs> you, you, you're doing great. Uh, both of you. I mean, I mean, uh, I think, I think the, the important thing for us is to be good role models um, I've got a, I've got a health conference coming up. Um, Dr. Batar's conference. Um, that's something else people can look at. It's called the advanced Medi medicine conference. I'll, I'll throw that out there as a quick one. And the code that people can use there is Dr. Braun, uh, with a capital D and a capital B, uh, Dr. Braun, if they are interested in looking at that advanced medicine conference, but what it's done for me is that I know that, that you can't preach this stuff. You've got to live it. So you've got to train harder than your yeah. opponent. And you've got to be a good role model to it. So, you know, I just praise both of you. Praise the work you're doing. The, the last thing I want to end on with my side that I've been really trying on my best to remember to do lately is just absolutely, I am so grateful uh, for people like the two of you for giving me the space to be able to get word out, right? I mean, what, what am I with all this information if, if you weren't doing the heavy lifting on your side so that people can hear it somewhere? So thank you. I appreciate that, brother, and uh, we, oh, we, share the, we, we share the same sentiment with you, man. Oh, here we go, right there. Yeah, look, yeah, look how handsome he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, doctor. It's a kick-ass beard, brother. <laughs> you know what I love is have a look at all the titles over there with their PhDs, MDs, yeah. and and there I am with my doctorate of education, kicking ass, knowing about this bioweapon. And more props to people with or without credentials. We're in this fight, mm -hmm. and 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 you know. Uh, I don't care what somebody can bench uh, or, or what somebody can lift. If, the, if, 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 if they're not willing to lift a brother over their shoulder in the, in the time of need, they ain't worth nothing to me. And so it's the same thing with credentials. But I absolutely love the fact that, I, that I'm bringing the world information uh, on, on bio-warfare and bioterrorism in the midst of a war. And there I am with my doctorate of education. There you go. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Educating. Awesome. Yeah, so Dr. Braun is the code. All right. And uh, yeah, um, thank you guys.
appreciate yeah. you. We'll uh, we'll Keep put up. that in the description. And no, folks, don't forget to go to Dr. Braun's website, biochemscience.com. Um, that's where you can find some of the supplements he was talking about. And um, obviously- Liberty yeah. Monks. Use the code Liberty yep. Monks, capital Perfect. L, capital M. I'll put it in uh, in a little while and people can go and use that. Cool. Uh, what do you, do you think you want to leave us with? No, that's it. Just a big that's thank it. you to two. All right, yeah. cool. Well, yeah. We appreciate you too, man. And we thank you as well. It's always great catching up and talking. You had a, a great, like I said, uh, unpacking all this is going to be awesome because I've got a whole bunch of other questions to ask you about some of this. But uh, no, just uh, God bless you, man. God bless everything you're doing. Sit tight for a minute. And we can wrap up with you once we we go off air. But um, um, just I'll God do. bless everything about you, man. Um, we've learned a great deal from you and other folks. Um, and but it's, it's, it's been an awesome opportunity to get to know you and we look forward to continue to do that. So, um, thank you. God bless you. God bless everybody out there listening. We appreciate you more than, you know, um, um, God bless all of humanity. We all, we need to be there for each other right now. And, um, I know everybody knows that, but it's time to take action in some way possible that you can please do so. Um, God bless America until next time. Be safe and well.